When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copy Podcast. What is happening everyone, welcome back to the Copy Podcast. Uh, yeah, the Reds are back everyone, the Reds, the Reds are back, 1-0 defeat to Bournemouth. Ah, fucking hell. I'm sick, of these. I'm, <laughs> sick of these, I'm sick of these shows when we're getting beat, for fuck's sake. Uh, but yeah, it's Mick and it's Christian once again. Christian, how, how's it going, lad? Well, I feel like you just did there. Ah, just a big sigh. It's like, oh, I'm tired. I want to go to yeah. bed and sleep. Uh, I want to sleep until this season is over. Now, I'll just wake up in the summer, have a nice summer, and then we can go again. Now, honestly, it's uh, it's shit that we, you know, uh, managed to lose um, during the weekend, especially when we had the chance to, you know, get the three points and go up a fourth place. And obviously now Tottenham won, but it's just to, you know, keep on pushing. But uh, Liverpool never showed up, and that's what we're going to talk about. So, yeah, yeah go ahead, mate. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I don't really I don't really want to go ahead, really. But uh, exactly. I suppose we, especially after, I mean, we mentioned the 7-0 about... Um, 25 times last week which well within our right to on on every every on every preview every review we were doing we were talking about it uh but it was kind of like this one we just needed to turn up we were mentioning in the preview about like building on the great win building on the, the clean sheets building on everything really and yeah when the lineup came out and you and you saw the only change was um Pachetichin for Hendo, um, what were your feelings on on that in terms of going into the game with just, I mean, in terms of it was pretty much the same team apart from one. Yeah, I, I was okay with that change. Like, it, you know, I love Hendo, obviously, uh, like we all do when it you know, comes to he's been the captain and, you know, lifted every trophy. But he had a, you know, had a difficult season like many other players. But, you know, I think, you know, they just managed his game time at the moment and probably, you know, making him prepared for the Real Madrid game as well. You know, we can all speculate and all the kind of things. But I didn't really, you know, think anything, you know, Bacetic have... Um, showed that he's more than capable to play uh, in this league as well. And we all excited about him. So, you know, I was quite pleased that he came in uh, and the same team, except for Bicetic, obviously, then um, that one against Man United 7-0. So I was like, yeah, let's just go to Bournemouth and do the, do the job. So I didn't really think of anything else than just go, go there and actually show up. Yeah, I, I think the only... I suppose the only because we kind of on the preview were saying like we'd like to see like it unchanged because that team's done so well in the last game they deserve to have another go, but then I suppose Klopp mentioned like I think Hendo had a bit of a cold in the build up to it, so he maybe wasn't like hundred percent. But I don't know. I think it's and this is fine to say in hindsight because it happened. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe a bit more. Li- leadership skills were needed like in, in midfield like we know Bacetic was closing down everything he was trying to get in people's faces that's what he's so good at 
but I just felt like we were missing. I don't know. We just felt like we were missing something. And I think yeah. like in the in the first part of the game, I thought we like we, we started quite well. They don't get the the, the, the goal till like twenty eight minutes in, but we have a few chances before then. Van Dyke gets one. Uh, cleared off the line, off a off a corner, and if that that goes in, you're like fucking sound get in, and a couple of couple of other chances, but it was just on the just on the break. Like we're always we're always so fucking easy to get at, and it's it's quite concerning because like when you look back, like couple of years, like we were teams wouldn't teams would never come and like play really high against us, like pressing us really high, like Solanke was doing, and he done a good job of it, closing us down with the with the wingers. Um, with it, with I mean, Quattara and and Anthony on the wing, they were obviously very pacey and very dangerous, and it, they were just yeah, they were. It's just for me, like it's hard to see a Liverpool side that's gone from like domination and uh, having to come up against like <laughs> low blocks and having to try and figure out the way around them. Now it's changed, but we still play. We haven't changed the way we play. We are, we're always going to play the same way, but when we're a bit fragile in certain areas, like um. Like we, we might as well just jump straight straight to the goal, which was on twenty eight minutes. Billing gets it, and it kind of just comes from a, a weird scenario where Qatar is on the on the on the right hand side of the box, and Van Dyke's kind of fronting them up as though like as as basically saying, "Go on, lad, try and get round me." And then it's a bit of a weird situation because Robbo's there as well, so Van Dyke kind of leaves it, thinking Robertson's gonna is gonna get the touch on it to block it, and. Qatar is very quick, so he gets the ball in quick enough. Canate hasn't got enough chance to sort his feet out. He gets a clip on the ball, I think, but just falls into the billing, and obviously he obviously slots it because that's the way a Liverpool season so far. We're just so unpredictable in terms of what Liverpool's going to turn up. But that was just like a, I think from that moment, I think when Liverpool go one nil down, you're always fearing the worst, aren't you? Especially when <laughs> you do it in that way, and like it, it just looked so easy, like it wasn't even. They didn't even have to like. I think that's the most concerning thing. Like I said, with like the other stuff, but like it was so easy to play through. Like, and we, it, I bought a simple ball into the box, and it they just hit into the back of the net, and it's just like, couldn't we have made it a little bit harder? And then, and then you're facing an uphill battle, aren't you, the rest of the game for the for the, for the, for the remaining sixty minutes of the game? Yeah, and I I think I wrote to you and I put on Twitter as well that I think you know the the first like you mentioned the Van Dijk chance on the corner that it you know was close to scoring and we had a couple of other chances which is more yeah. like half chances and we had one for offside Gakpo you know put in the net as well so I thought that we were like in control of the game from the start like Bournemouth didn't have much but. Yes, they had a few, you know, chances where they, you know, came into the spaces behind our defensive line, which made, you know, was a few, few dangerous situations. But I thought overall, in general, that we were quite controlling. Like I didn't feel that, you know, um, concerned at the moment. I felt like, well, if we just continue like this and hopefully speed up a bit, then we will, you know, go and grab that first goal and go from there. And instead, like you mentioned, it was the opposite. They scored on a really sloppy defending situation where I felt like, like you said, we were not on our feet and it took time for us to get back. And, you know, that was just a typical Liverpool conceding a goal like we've seen so many times this season. So, but from from then from then on, when they scored, I just felt like like you mentioned now as well. Then it was uphill all the way, and I felt like we needed that first goal when we were controlling the game because I think that would could have been uh, enough to keep on going and get another one. Because sometimes you just need that kind of boost, you know, getting that first goal. But 
instead they score and i felt you know all their way through until half time and even after half time you were like you know you couldn't see that liverpool that we saw against man united for example you couldn't see the players everything looked really tired and slow and i just i don't know what it is because we've been questioning this the whole season and even when Trent came out after the game, obviously we talked about you know a second half as well, but you know saying that it seemed like they wanted it more, and that's not accept acceptable no. and all that. And I'll be like, but you 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 have managed to come to this position in the league. You won against Man United, your biggest rival, seven nil, a record like a record win that you know we might not see for many 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 seasons. And you say that Bournemouth wanted more. Yes, they are in the relegation battle. I understand that they will fight for it. But you have the you have the chance to get into the top four. What do you need to motivate you more to you know go and actually want it? What what do you need? More money? I mean, you, you know that's the most annoying thing, which I hate. I love Trent, but I just hate when they say they wanted it more. But this season's been shit. But we still now in actually we were in a position where we actually could see this season being quite good in the end. You know, but. To not to say that they wanted him more just makes me really angry, to be honest. Yeah, it does. And I think, like you said, the, the stuff we've been doing in recent weeks has been loads better. And I think it, it kind of feeds into what I was saying before about like um, being outfought and being like outworked, and especially in midfield areas. Like, that's why we're seeing Bacetic play, and we have seen him play because he's, he's one of the very few that's been putting in the work for consecutive weeks and has been consistently trying his best and trying to get make tackles break up play if he makes a mistake which he's bound to he's a kid he, he tries to make up for it by either winning the ball back making a little tactical foul whatever he, he tries and he, he's but that's like i don't think you can just pin your hopes on on something like that for the, for the rest of the season you need everyone to step up and i thought I think, like we all thought, we all um, that Man United was going to be the catalyst because if you've got went went and done that to a United side, they were on the up, and we we were kind of in a weird position where we'd won a couple and whatever, and we didn't know what Liverpool was going to turn up. We battered them seven nil. Yeah, and we can. Look, sorry for interrupting. We can look back at you know the Everton game, the Wolves game. You know, even if we drew against Crystal Palace, we, we've been doing quite good. Good. You know, games yeah. the last couple of five games or whatever it is, we haven't conceded. We were like, like we said, like we're back on a different level now. We're not back at hundred percent like we used to see, but we are back in in a way that we actually gain in form. Players are gaining form. We feel more like as a team, and we can actually go and do something of this season now and get the Champions League football for next for next season, and then we turn up uh, against Bournemouth like we don't really care very sloppy yeah. tired it's just very naive that's the thing like we, we think that we I don't know if this is a thing that we think we're so much better than the bottom teams that we think that we can just go like you know 60-70% of our capacity but you know they are battling yeah. for staying up they're going to fight and you know even if not the most skillful football players they're going to turn up 100% and do the job because they know that you know going down to the championship it might be really hard to go back so yeah just want to say that because obviously we had many games to actually build on we've been quite good recently yeah i, th- I think it's and, and, and especially van dyke because there was a there's a question mark over his, his dealing of the their chance so he's obviously getting absolutely ripped to shreds but he could have had two on the day because i think he like we mentioned the one where he had to back across goal it's a great clearance off the line and there's another one i think it's just before half time I'm floated in. He's like basically got a free header, and he, yeah, I think he then, I think he's getting his arm pulled a little bit, but he's strong enough, he's big enough to just kind of guide that in. Bottom corner, bang, there's a goal. But 
it didn't it didn't happen and especially the way Liverpool are playing like you need to you need to take those literally massive chances like chances that have to be a goal they have to they have to go in they have to because when I mean at the minute when Liverpool away form we've mentioned the away form for like for so long like we're now we played 13 and got 12 points like that is like it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking. Like we, you mentioned Crystal Palace before. That could have went either way. Obviously, we beat Newcastle because <laughs> we started well. We got a goal. They got the red card and stuff. So it kind of, it kind of went in our favour. But just seeing time and time again, if we get into a game, we start the game well. If it doesn't start, if it doesn't go our way or if stuff starts to go wrong, that's when Liverpool are at the worst because they can't, they can't come back from it. And then especially if you. Sucker punch Liverpool with a goal as well. If you if you're getting those little chances and you score, then that's when it's very difficult. And and teams are probably ex- like, it's a far cry from like when we'd we'd go one 0 down. We'd be like, yep, Sam, I will win this two one. Don't worry, we'll get a, we'll at least get a draw out of this. You never ever think Liverpool are going to do that. And I think that's the that's the most frustrating thing to take. And especially when you've got like comments. Was it was a trend? Was it saying like the outfighters or whatever? Yeah, that's not that's not good to good to hear because that shouldn't be, ever be a thing. And I think Klopp, Klopp done a like a interview before the game, like he was mentioning like the attitude of the players. He was saying if the attitude's right, then the performance will be will be fine. But if the attitude isn't right, then we've got no chance, basically. And that's kind of I think that's kind of what we saw, especially after the first twenty minutes where but stuff that, wasn't going our way. That's what and that, that's what kind of feeds into the negativity yeah. and the. I'm the believing that oh we won't be able to get anything out of this game because we're we're not playing well enough and rather than just th- not thinking about it anymore and just playing the, your natural game which is enough to beat Bournemouth as as good as they did play on the day we sh- we should have got at least should have scored at least one goal in that in that game yeah but that's the thing where I, you know question when they talk about if the attitude is right well how can the attitude not be right when you're that's your job and you should be you know with your professional footballer and you're in a position where this season's been really bad for us but we actually if we look at ourselves at the moment we we got the you know fourth but you know in reach like there's actually a chance that we can go for the fourth place or even the third place in the long run as well because when we look at it now man united lost points as well, so you know, if we would have, you know, taken three points, we would have been. I can't, can't remember now. We we were seven. You know, we would just be, just be behind them. Like we, we have, we have the chance. And again, without being disrespectful to Bournemouth, but it's Bournemouth away. They're, we're the bottom team. Um, yes, they will be fighting, but if we come there and with our quality and show up and, and actually have the right attitude, which should be there, hundred percent from the start, I'm sure that we go and win it. And that's the problem, obviously. Um, you know, th- th- that's the thing. And I think that's that when I mentioned before that I thought we were quite in control of the game in the start. That's where because we actually chan- we we created a few half chances. We had the offside goal. We had Salah shooting on target. It was a, a shit to touch, obviously, and a really lame you know shot from him. But it's still it was still creative enough for me to see that, that we got the intentions there. The tempo is not high. Uh, we, we we're not playing the best, but we we managed to find spaces and actually come to. To, to chances in front of goal. Now we just need to fucking finish them off and get that first goal. But when that doesn't happen, we can see it instead. You can just see and feel. You can just feel even through the fucking television. You can feel that oh, you know, yeah. something happens uh-huh. and they can't get back from it. And that's what is most annoying. I don't, you know, 
I don't mind is the wrong word, but I understand, you know, you lose some football games because of the quality of another team or they play so much better than you and sometimes. But I find it really hard to take uh, games where you lose mostly because of you're not giving you 100% on the pitch. We've said that all season as well, though. That's the. Exactly. And it's. If it was was one game, it would be. Irritating. Yeah. If it was one game, you'd be like, fine, it's a bad day, but. It was just kind of because obviously we get to half time. You're like, right, let's see what Liverpool can do. They make a change. They bring on Jota for earlier. You're thinking, right, okay, we'll go, yeah, like four two three one or whatever. Jota on the left, Nunes through the middle, um, Gapo on the ten, Salah on the right. And you think, right, this will this will yield some chances, surely, with having four <laughs> four very fucking good attackers on the on the field, and it kind of just. You're waiting for. I mean, years gone by. You you knew the onslaught would happen at some point when Liverpool start getting on top of me and stuff happen. We just didn't. We just didn't do it. We just didn't do it, man. It's so frustrating watching like Canate out to Trent, Trent back into Canate, Canate into Fabinho because he's dropped in Fabinho over to Van Dijk, Van Dijk over to Robertson, and then they're looking for that something in the middle. They're looking for someone. And, and Gakpo did it a couple of times to fair play to him. He'd get on the ball, he'd get a free kick or whatever. But we just need someone who's dropping into those gaps or or, or something that is going to help us. Because we kept getting round the back and then we'd be like, well, well, they're now looking for a long ball. They're looking for a Van Dijk diagonal to Salah, a long ball out to Jota or whatever. And we it worked a couple of times, a switch in the play and whatever, but... It wasn't ever quick enough either, and it's, that's the thing when you're watching it. Yeah. You're like, right, come on, pass it around, and they pass it around, and they're like, even when you nil, it's nil nil, and we're kind of on top, and we're making a couple of chances. We just revert to type and revert to the same thing where we're just passing it round for the sake of passing it, and there's yeah. no zip or anything. There's no like a couple of times Harvey Elliott picks it up as well. Fair play to him, picks it up and he drives with it and he tries that Pachetic done something similar as well. They drive forward to try and make stuff happen. They're running into the spaces, and that's why we've seen in the past like Matip do it. We've seen Gomez do it. Canate done it a couple of times as well. In this game, he ran right down the whole fucking length of the pitch basically and got us a free kick. But yeah. you shouldn't have him to be rely on you. Ryan, on your on your right centre back to, to be doing that, you need your midfielders. You need people dropping into the spaces more cleverly, with more ambition, with more I don't know courage to get on the ball. Because that's what another thing. Like when you saw like Milner came on as well. Milner came on for uh, for Trent. Henderson came on for Fabinho, and Firmino came on for Nunes. That was I was like, right, we're going to start zipping this ball around more now and getting <laughs> making stuff happen. But it's like. What what I my opinion anyway is that we need someone to get on that ball and not be afraid if it goes wrong because when when Liverpool aren't playing well and there's bad passes or whatever it fucks you up because we're we're gonna get a counter attack straight away you know that so they're trying to be safe but they're being too safe if you know what I mean like you saw Bobby dropping into those gaps when he came on he was trying to make stuff happen but he's too that he's then too far away from anyone else to yeah. really link up play. I just felt like there was a couple of times where you could you could try and force it into areas, and if it works, you're in. But I just didn't feel like we showed enough courage because we were trying to keep the ball and not be countered, and that was just another thing that was pissing me off. To add to the list, <laughs> yeah, and you know it's it's it is annoying, and we 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 kept saying this the whole season, like I said. But it's just like if you if you can't find the you know the attitude and the power from beating. 
um, Man United seven. I know it's at home. We played with you know aggressiveness and we were had intensity. We were creative and we fucking you know scored on every chance that came and we we won seven nil. If you can't build on that feeling, you know going into Bournemouth, even though it's it's a different game, it's an away game. It will be different tactically from how they will play. You know, in in comparison to Man United played obviously against us away. Uh, and all that, there will be quite many things that are not the same. But if you can't ride on that wave of seven nil the next weekend, and knowing that you got the fourth spot in, you know, in reach and all that, if you can't take that as a what do you call it, like a, a catalyst, basically, yeah, like exactly, a yeah, exactly, and use that and just like still fucking using the you know the you know the fuel of that game to go into that game and just actually be still on the feeling from that then there's something wrong because them kind of results doesn't happen you know every now and then we we obviously know that when you look at the record books so and you you can see that you know it was so many years ago since that happened or it never happened before and all that kind of stuff you know that you actually did something uh remarkable and I just hate that feeling that you can't use it in the next game because it's like it's never happened and it's like they've been, you know, sleeping or been out drinking. No one really shows up. And it's just annoying because you just expect them to fight as sportsmen to actually, you know, be on that pitch and uh, at least go 100% for their runs, for the fight and actually show each other that they want this. But instead, it's all this little, you know, sloppiness. And like I said, it looks very nonchalant and naive and it's like oh, I can't be really be bothered we, we should just go here and, and be easily winning it and then go home you know uh, that that's the feeling and it's like you can't do that in Premier League because then you will be punished and you should know this by now <laughs> yeah well that, that's it like we've seen all season like it's fucking difficult to win games like Bournemouth played very well like in terms of like yeah. those little triangles in midfield getting out to wingers breaking very quickly fucking hell they did it they played as t- that's the way you play Liverpool. You you throw loads of people in the midfield, like your Jefferson Lermers get stuck in, billing, you, you like physical, big, um, get on the ball, get out your wingers, get pace. Even Solanke was fucking causing problems. And like I'm not saying he's a horrific player, but he's not he's not the best. He's a good he's a good he's a good player, but we should be able to deal with him better than we did as well. I think that's another thing. Um but we mentioned Jota came on and he he nearly got us a Get out, get out of jail. Three cards with the with the penalty. Uh, he's mm. he's a, he's bound to score. Uh, cleared off the line, near enough. And then the ref goes over, and you're thinking, is it going to be one of them days where the referee doesn't give it? Because we've seen how shit our referees are. There's just so yeah. many bad decisions over and over. He gives it, and then yeah, Milner's on the pitch, but up steps up steps Mo Salah, and you're thinking. Please, Mo, just fucking score this goal. Because if we do, we've got 20 minutes left to. Even if we get a draw, it's the same as the Palace game. It, it'd be the same. Like, we got a point. It's one point better off. We didn't lose. Clean sheet, little mini yeah. run we had gone. But fuck that. Mm-hmm. We at least just get a point and, and kind of move on from there. Because we would have kept pace with Man United at least a little bit with the draw. And yeah, he misses it. And I mean, I think we both were saying before we started recording that we'd much prefer if Milner's on the pitch. I think Milner's record is just in, impeccable, and he's just such a such yeah. a cool head. He's got he's like he's like Dirk Couth was for us. Like he's just got ice in the veins. Like he, he's got no. You can just extract all the like outside stuff and just put it in the bottom corner, and that and it's done. Yeah. Whereas Mo Salah's missed a couple. Like he missed when he stepped up. I was just thinking. I just had Leicester in the back of my mind at the King Power where he misses it, and we we end up losing. And I just had that in the back of my mind just straight away and. 
I've always said, I think Salah's record's amazing, but the one thing as you can say is it's like you never expect them to score. I don't know. I don't know if that's because it's a left footer thing. I don't know if it's because he hasn't got the cleanest strike in the world, <laughs> technique wise. I don't know what it is, but I've never been comfortable. He scored shitloads of goals and from the penalty spot, so I, we shouldn't really be complaining. But in a game like this, where we've just beat Man United seven nil, this is your your one player that. I mean, apart from Milner, but anyone else in in world football, you want to step up. You can take the pressure. Mo Salah is that is is going to be high on your list to take that penalty out of anyone in the world. And the fact that he steps up and misses by quite a margin, like he doesn't even get it on target. It was like that's when you knew it's like yeah, fuck it, game over. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had a bad feeling as well when he stepped up because I I'm like you and I you know wrote in another like WhatsApp group that I have as well you know with Swedish mates that you know if Milner's on the pitch like you said just before I want I want him to take it because like I said he's just ice cold and we we've seen him you know just get you know put the ball in in the corners without any problems you just know that he's he, that's why we call him is to rely but obviously because he, we just know that we can rely on him we know that yeah that's fine minute steps up it will be a goal like 99 out of 100 penalties i'm sure but then obviously salah goes up and I had a bad feeling and I, I think it is what you said mick it's the thing is he scored loads of goals and he's you know broke records for us and he's brilliant and he's world class in so many ways and he's been for many seasons and there's nothing that we can take away from him obviously when it comes to that he will always be a Liverpool legend he will be in the record books and stuff like that but like you said he doesn't have the cleanest um, uh, strike of the ball that is not being like, oh, he's crap. It's just the way he plays. He doesn't really have that in his locker. He he scored goals because he's, you know, he, sometimes obviously he, he has done that, like, you know, put rockets into the top corner, you know, against Chelsea, Everton and stuff like that. He's, he can do it, but it's not that he's doing it many times. Of You know, most of the times he scores quite close to goal or, you know, it's one of these dribble uh, things. And that's world class as well. But he, the strike of the ball is not the best when it comes to him and you know that's something that some players doesn't have and some players have um but also when it comes to then go up to take a penalty and you just know that you know he might not put the perfect power behind it or you know put it in the perfect corner angle from the goalkeeper over that's what we get from James Miller that's why I always want him to take a penalty you know if, if he's on the pitch yeah. obviously I know it's easy to say afterwards but that's my gen that's my genuine feeling every time like it's not the first time I've said it I always said if Milner's on the pitch I want him to take the penalty because he's showed and proved over the years that we know that he probably get to score them you know most um like he will score the penalties without a doubt, and if we if we score there, then I think we even turn the game around. To be honest, I think we get into the yeah. momentum. Yes, like we got one back. Now we let's go for it. But instead, Salah misses and quite by far, not but quite by distance as well. And then it kind of gives the feeling that oh, it's going to be one of them. And you can tell by the players as well that that's the case. Yeah, and I, I've just been reading about like because when the uh, the Stevie. Stevie meets Salah interview, and apparently um, Mo and Millie came up with like an agreement like a few seasons ago that if both were on the field, Salah takes it, which I get. Like, I understand, like because it helps it helps Salah because it helps his goal record as well, helps him get more goals. But I think Milner's penalty record is better, yeah. and I think like if it should be like any, and if you if you miss one, then next time. But the, the, the thing is, the high likelihood next time Milner will be on the bench. <laughs> Yeah, That's the yeah, thing. Exactly. It, was just, it was just lucky that he was on the field, and it's just it's just one of them. Like we, 
if he scores it, then you're like fucking get him, Mo. You're absolutely fucking genius. Like yeah, he scores, he's back. It's just one of them, isn't it? And he's like we said, though, it's it's one of those that if it if it goes in, we're sound. If it doesn't, then yeah, we've we're, seen we're his all scoring. The question, yeah, and we and we've seen him score in Champions League finals. We've exactly. seen him score penalties in really important games for us. It's not like saying he's not, he's a shit penalty taker. It's just that my opinion is that <laughs> Milner is a better one. So if Milner is on the pitch, then yeah, I would yeah. like him to take them before So He can be second, like any time. But if Milner's on the pitch. Uh, I even put like a tweet up because someone said something about, you know, uh, like mentioned the Champions League final penalty and all the other penalties that he scored for us. But I said, yeah, I I agree. Like, he, he, you know, he's one of them who who can step up. But I said, if I had someone actually pointing a gun at my head and I had to choose between Salah and Milner to take the penalty to save my life, I would honestly say Milner every fucking day of that week. I That's most, how I feel. Yeah, I think, (laughs) to be honest, I think most, that's from people I spoke to, would say the same. Uh, just because he, I think he's just a bit cleaner. I think the run up from Mo as well always freaks me out. The way it's like a little couple yeah. of jinks to the left, and then he runs at it. You're like, oh no! And then if he scores, you're like, yes, what in, get in, lads. But it's just, yeah, especially yeah. at the time as well. Like it was just if it went in, twenty minutes there. Like you said, you, we could have easily got another one in that game. We could have snatched it, and we wouldn't. We wouldn't now have spent. 28 minutes talking about Liverpool being absolute dickheads. We'd be talking about, oh, shit's that, but we won. Fuck it. Three points, but we we didn't do that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So now we look forward to um. We look forward to Real Madrid and on, on Wednesday, which is going to be... It's going to be f- fucking very, very difficult. We've mentioned that away form. It's, it's absolutely fucking shit in the league. Just for context in the league, right? I know it's, the next game isn't the league, but um, in, in the league at home... We're third in the table. Away, we're twelfth. Yeah. So I think that speaks volumes. And I think if this game was coming to Anfield with a five-two deficit, I'd feel a lot. I mean, I wouldn't feel like oh, we're going to do it because we've done it against Bath and whatever. But I'd have the hope and the I'd have a bit of I'd have more percentage hope than I than I have going into this one. But I, I suppose with with Liverpool, it's just one of them. Like you, you can go and beat United 7-0, then you've got Bournemouth next, bottom of the league. It's set up perfectly to, for you to lose. You should have the men- mental capacity and the ability to, to overcome that and, and sidestep a potential banana skin or whatever you want to call it next game and beat Bournemouth. The fact we didn't. Now we've, we're going from Real Madrid, uh, sorry, beat, beat Man United, lose to Bournemouth. And then if you go and beat Real Madrid, just at that point, if we end up going and doing it on Wednesday, my head's just gonna fall off because I was like, "What? What? what, what I, I can't expect any going into any game <laughs> exactly, ever. Exactly. Like, oh, who we're, who we're playing, are we? What are we? Yeah. What are we doing? We're playing in Arsenal. Oh, five nil. Oh, we're playing fucking derby in the FA Cup. Three nil loss. Like, what? What? What the fuck are you meant to expect? But it, it's exciting in any way, isn't it? Because there's, there's no, there's no Premier League games now until um, Man City away, which is on the first of April live events in North Shop and if you're around come and see us <laughs> uh, but so there's a big gap at Real Madrid so we, I mean in terms of like putting all your energy into one game <laughs> there's, there's never been a truer phrase for this one that we need to energy needs to be fucking off the charts for this one doesn't it yeah well that's the thing like they have to you know this there's two options really you can go there just to play off, you know, I know they obviously would try, but, you know, that's the thing. Will they show up and actually go for it? Or will they just go and try to make it as good as a game that it can, you know, be in, in terms of result? Because they know they have to score at least three to actually get, like, uh, to extra time and all that. So I just have the feeling after Bournemouth that 
even though they are professionals and everyone would say, yeah, we would go there and go for it. I just get the feeling, do they go there and not want to concede many goals uh, away and just make it really, you know, horrible result in over two legs? Or will they actually go and just take risk and just like, yeah, well, let's go for it. If Real Madrid scores like one or two, yes, it's over. But we we tried and we were just going yeah. offensively, just giving all our powers. And I would probably respect that more, to be honest. I thought, you know, if, if we... Just gonna go there and just yeah, we try to keep it tight and keep the result down. If we can get one goal, that's fine, and we can go from there and see what happens. But maybe be a bit more, be a bit more safe and all that. Then we can just you know fucking you know do a walk, you know walk over and just say yeah, you can win three 0 We don't have to go. We can just rest, <laughs> you know. So it's one of them games now with actually no pressure really. So maybe that can be in our favor. <laughs> you know that you know yeah. we we can just go then be like yeah, well we we just see. You know, we, we, we just try and whatever happens, happens. And, you know, that's it. And then, like you said, we don't have any games until the City away. And then we got the, you know, I think it's, you know, Chelsea away, Arsenal as well. So it will be tough games after that. So that's also why I hate that we didn't win against Bournemouth because that were three points that I would be, if I could take three points from them games, it would be, that would be a certain one. And the others yeah. would just have to fight uh, properly because it would be quality teams playing. Uh but that's the way it is. So you know, uh, when it comes to Real Madrid, my opinion is that I, I don't, you know, I don't feel any pressure as a supporter. I'm just going to sit down and watch the game. Whatever happens, happens. I can't do anything about this. I'm not going to be nervous or anything because it's already the result that it is. So you know, yeah. five two already. So against Bournemouth, I was nervous because I knew I knew we had these three points to try to go get the four spots. So I felt like this is like a cup game, like a cup final. We need to fucking win this. Yeah. Now I'm like, like, well, you know, it, it is what it is. So let's see what what, what happens. Yeah, it's disappointing though because when you're going into games and you're like, whatever, it's soft. It doesn't. It when the end result, you don't feel sad because you well, I didn't have any expectation. But you want to yeah. go into games, especially the Sporting Liverpool, with a little bit of hope that they can pre- produce some magic. But when you don't know what Liverpool's going to turn up, you, 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 it's based on nothing. It's like, what well, I can't base this. What am I going to base this? I'm going to base this on the seven nil. I'm going to base this on getting beat by bottom of the league one nil. Which performance <laughs> is going to is going to fucking turn up? Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of Real Madrid, like I've just been looking at their like last game. So they they beat beat Espanyol. Benzema um, wasn't involved. Um, apparently, he might be back for the game now. It's an ankle injury. Ankle injury, uh, but I think he might be back. And other injuries, Ferland Mendy and David Alaba. So I mean, if they're missing those three, I mean they've still got they've still got enough quality. They can just pick, play sure many left back and fucking Rodrigo up top. Like they've still got like actual just class talent all over yeah. the field, all over the on the bench as well. So I mean, if they're missing some players, um, then it's good news for us because I think Alaba. Alaba and Mendy are obviously great. Benzema can score from any from any chance, any little tiny chance. You know he's going to score. Um, so if they're missing him, that's even better. But just in terms of our lineup, then because we talked about like Bacetic coming in for Hendo, was it like a was it was it a bit of sickness and a bit of tactical with with Madrid on with Madrid in mind, or and what do you reckon? Do you reckon he just goes? Hendo back in for Bucetic and and Man yeah. United team again. Yeah, 
I think so. You know, like you said, I didn't even know about the Hendo might having a bit of a cold before the Bournemouth game. So that obviously makes it a bit more understandable, uh, you know, that he didn't play. But if that also gives us, a, you know, a more fresh Henderson against Real Madrid, uh, that would be nice. Like you said, I think we need the leadership back on the pitch in terms of just going to, you know, try to get something from this game. So that's Hendo in for me. But I wouldn't change anything else in the lineup, to be honest, even though the result is already 5 2. I think we should just stick with the players who are actually got the 7-0 against Man United whatever whatever happened at Bournemouth is shit but I think we should just you know with, with Gakpo scoring two and the Nunez scoring two against Man United and we, we we still have that quite fresh in mind I think it's better to use the players that actually shown the form lately so no point for me to you know change especially now when we're not having a game coming up after that in two weeks time so just go with the you know strongest team handle back in a team for leadership and and to get some have someone that can actually you know and boost others in terms of being the captain and you know shouting a bit and being a little bit angry hopefully if you know things doesn't really go the way we want to because sometimes you just need that voice like we had Kara uh, shouting at people you know and players when he was playing and you had Gerard you know showing and leading by example you had those two which was a perfect mixture we don't really have that at the moment and I, I really need in my, you know the way I see it I really need that voice in a team that you know tells people to you know get you know push further up or get into that space so you know press him or you know you know do that or you know switch or whatever just because it helps just keep you 100% turned on all the time it's not actually Henderson being moaning in other places to help them some people say oh you only shout and then he doesn't do good things himself but it's not it's not to be him criticizing other players it's to, trying to help them and trying to keep them on yeah. the toes all the time um so yeah I, I think that would be the only you know change that I would do and then just go for it with the others like I said yeah, you know, I've loved that we've mentioned the 7-0 just as much on this show as we did on um, <laughs> on the Bournemouth preview, which I, I love because, like you said, we might as well fucking cling to the good stuff. The United 7-0 was very good. This one weren't, but we've got Madrid coming up in two days' time, which is, I think, both scary and exciting because you don't know what Liverpool's going to turn up. We need, we need three goals. Um, it's hard to see... A Liverpool side go. It's hard to visualize a Liverpool side going away and scoring three goals without conceding any. I mean, against it could happen. <laughs> yeah, against Real Madrid, who are a fucking absolute kryptonite. I hate the bastards, and they've got loads of quality everywhere, and they've got a great manager, and it's just so difficult to play against them. But if we, I suppose, if we channel the somehow the like the first I don't know how long it was in the Madrid game the first in at Anfield first like 15 minutes or whatever times that by the United game where we're scoring I mean where the things have happened and we know that <laughs> well and truly with Liverpool like coming back from the dead scoring four goals obviously it weren't away from home it was at Anfield and it, it was I would have believed a little bit more if it was at Anfield this time but it's going to be very difficult but we just have to go there and, and hope that like I said, with, with the team we put out, if we have Hendo on the pitch and have, have the same same team as we did against United, just go, right, lads, go again. We couldn't go again last time because Hendo wasn't 100%. So this time we go again fully. We've got people on the bench we can bring on, like Jota, Firmino, if we need to, and just kind of... We've got, to, we've got to go for it, haven't we? Because, like you said, there's no game yeah. until fucking Man City. So it's not like, oh, we need to think about... And even if we had a fixture, like... Four days after this one, this is the this is the big one. Like if if we can somehow turn this around miraculously, like you can't underestimate what that can do for 
the lads believe in themselves like 15% more than they already do because it's clear as day that they don't believe in themselves as much as they should do there's been games we've done that obviously united and and other games of that where you've you've seen it and we've turned up the dials on fucking self-belief but there's games against bournemouth where it looks like they're all like they don't know how to they don't know how to pass a ball to each other they've got no confidence in each other they don't it's like a team of it's like going from a fucking super team to like a, t- a team that you've just like picked off the street and thrown together i don't know if that's me being extra critical like but just like in terms of like knowing each other and like stuff you, you expect better levels from a liverpool side that obviously got a lot of new players but we've still got a load in there that should know how to guide those lads to beating the likes of bournemouth so we go with hope, lads. We go with hope, yeah. And we fucking pray that Liverpool turn up and put in a performance that we want to see. Obviously, it's going to be a it's going to be a massive game. I mean, I'm not hundred percent excited right now because of the obviously scoreline and you, Christian. You've just said the same thing, but I think come Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday Wednesday morning, I think the nerves will kick in and I'll be hoping a little bit more yeah. um, for the, for a result. I yeah, know, I will. that's all you can do, isn't it? There's no point. There's no point going into games thinking it's fucking it's done. You've got to have a little bit of a glimmer of hope, haven't you? Yeah, but that's like, like you mentioned now, and what I said before as well is that you know at the moment I just see you know they just you know don't really have any expectations at the moment, and it's because we come just now from the back of their loss against Bournemouth, and it's it's uh, you know the the Monday on the week, and you know we just shite weather outside too. <laughs> So it's just a feeling that you have at the moment. But like you said, come Wednesday and, you know, the morning and the afternoon, you finish work and you know that, well, it's a Champions League game and it's Real Madrid away. You, and you never know, the belief will kick in and, you know, the feelings will kick in and stuff. Because we obviously what we do is what we we love and support Liverpool no matter what. So it will kick in. It's just a feeling now that you feel a little bit, you know, disappointed or, you know, of their performance against Bournemouth. You feel, you know, let down in a way because you had the, greatest chance in the world to just get that fourth spot that actually push and push up the table and you didn't do it because of their attitude and the way they performed and it was really sloppy and you know lack of energy and everything so at the moment it just feels like well it's just this game where we already know the result we just have to go and do it but come Wednesday I'm sure we're all going to sit there and just you know hope for that miracle and do something that Liverpool always seems to do you know once in a while so why not and go there and just Go for it. We don't really have anything to lose, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's the good. I think that's part of the good thing as well. Like, there's no. I don't. I'm sure Klopp will tell them like, just let's just go for it. If if they get one, then we need another. We need another one to get to get through. If they get one, then we need an extra goal. But we've got players capable. We saw it in the in the very small section of the Anfield game where we we were on fire and we just we just couldn't extend that over a long period of time because. Like I said, I don't know if it's like fucking self belief or what whatever it is. There's there's something where we can we can we just switch off in games, and we we obviously saw that in Bournemouth when stuff's gone wrong, when shit starts to hit the fan, people players just start to I don't know, just start being not not as confident as the as they should be, and I think that's something that we need to fix at some point, especially if we're trying to get top four, bring players and whatever else. Hopefully, we can do that with with new players as well, bringing them in. Uh, but yeah, forty-two minutes there, lad. We'll leave it there. I'm surprised we've done that long. I thought we were going to do like twenty minutes for <laughs> ten minutes on each because it wasn't that good. But um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. As usual, we appreciate every single one. He's he's an absolute legends. Um, up the Reds, we'll be back on Thursday. Hopefully, fucking celebrating a massive Liverpool win. Wow.
why not? But why not? <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 just hope we're going to do it. Let's hope we're going to do it. Uh, yeah, nice one, everyone. Nice one, Christian. And yeah, we'll see you all on Thursday. Nice one, everyone. To that. Podcast Network.